Welcome to this week's edition of If You're Happy Do You Know It with me, Al Clayton, and my guest, Clarissa Maycock, who is a producer by trade and also a comedy performer by trade, but also a living, breathing organism by life force. It takes her a while to get onto the subject of what really makes her happy, but we do dwell upon what makes her unhappy. So in a sense, what makes her unhappy is the absence of happiness. So if she can delete what makes her unhappy, maybe she'll become more happy. Understand. Please do enjoy this episode, and if you do, as ever, please do subscribe, please do rate us, please do review us. It's really, really special when that happens, especially at this time of a new year when you're looking to talk about new things. Enjoy. Just horror, horror heads. What do you think of that? Well, after just that conversation we just had just now about um, how a lot of the baddies from films like Halloween could have perhaps been redeemed. Yeah. Seems a bit harsh keeping their heads in It does seem a bit, yeah. But then, you know, there's only their masks. Their heads are still intact somewhere. Oh, okay, cool. That's fine then. We're referring to, by the way, the podcast has started. (laughs) Sorry, guys. (laughs) Already just leapt into the podcast referring to a conversation we had. (laughs) And you're referring to a visual medium which (laughs) is around us. Uh, I think we've spoken quite a lot about the masks that surround me. Oh, yeah. Um, But the podcast we refer to is a, a podcast called Halloween Unmasked, which is so good. And everyone should listen to that because there's some good stuff about the psychiatry of Michael Myers on it. Mm. Anyway, happiness is what we're talking about today. Yes. Happiness, Clarissa. Hello. Explain it all. <laughs> Thanks for inviting me. You're welcome. Thanks for coming. Uh, I think of all my guests thus far, I know you the least, oh. which makes me believe you the most. <laughs> oh, or believe gosh. I believe in nothing. If nothing else, that you exist more than yeah, I because do. otherwise I, I I've created. I do exist. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, welcome. Thank Tell you. me, it's not a, it's not um, it's not an exam. It's not a hard interview, as it <laughs> yeah. were. So uh, it's not even an interview. It's just a chat. You can interview me more if you want. Oh, if you okay, get cool. annoyed with it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know you that well, but you know, we've been. We, I've had the pleasure of working with you on a few. Yeah, for a few professional endeavours over the past what four months, I guess. Yeah. Time flies, <laughs> and that's nice. Yeah, you're very been good great. at your job, which is oh, which makes me you. happy. Because yeah. if you're doing it, then I'm not. Yeah, you don't have <laughs> yeah. to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but that's also good. someone as you know, someone else. You being good at your job in producing means that other people get to do their job without. Oh, without having to worry about and yeah. Stuff. Which Hopefully, is good. you don't you don't want anyone crying. Yeah, on I mean, I, it's hard, I don't hard don't, enough. Don't, it is. I wouldn't <laughs> say they shouldn't cry, but I want them to cry for the right reasons. Yeah, like uh, I cried at the fireworks the other day. Oh yeah. I don't know why. 
Did you find it a bit cloudy? Is it a bit cloudy? No, we thing? went. It was not cloudy when we went. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was cool. good. Did you have some cloudy fireworks? <laughs> yeah, I thought, oh, thought it was disappointingly cloudy because oh, I can usually just see some free ones from the background. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess if you're up close, <laughs> yeah. the cloud isn't such a problem. It's just more of a diffusion than anything. Yeah. Um, so tell me about your life. Yeah. Well, who it, is you? Who is me? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's very vague. It's interesting that you asked me on to talk about happiness because yeah. um, you asked me, um, when you asked me yesterday, yeah. I immediately replied and said, oh, what prep do I need, yeah. <laughs> need to do to um, yeah. before I come on the podcast? And you said, oh, don't worry about doing any prep. You know, it's just a very relaxed conversation. And I immediately went away and did a little bit of prep. Did loads <laughs> of prep. Oh, my God. And I think... That was something I was going to talk about as perhaps a potential barrier to yeah. happiness was um, maybe being a bit of a worrier. Oh, yeah. And um, not being able to just relax and think, it'll probably be fine. But just sort of <laughs> <laughs> working through your mind, just thinking, oh, right. God, what so could happen with like that? <laughs> I, do you feel like I triggered unhappiness in you by... No, well, I was really you triggered prep. happiness by asking me to be <laughs> oh, on the podcast. Nice. Yeah. It was really nice to be asked. Oh, great! Yeah, yeah. I think it's just my own mind. Um, I'm aware. Okay. Does um, sometimes I think trick me into not being happy. Sort of. I think it's mm. also um, with things like sentimenta sentimentality as well, yeah. and worrying and sort of overthinking things. Just a tendency to overthink things. Right. I was thinking the other day about. Um, I remember when I was little, I, we, my family, we moved houses. We moved all the way down to Somerset from oh, the Midlands right. and changed schools. And I remember the first day at the new school being incredibly traumatic for me and thinking about, yeah. oh, God, leaving all my friends behind and starting yeah. somewhere new and it's all different. And it felt like the longest day in the world, just sort of trying to get to know people and figure out my place in this new sort of mm. world. And then I got home and had a bit of a sort of crying fit and deconstruction God. with my mum and had to phone like an old friend from home. Oh, my God. And then... How old were you then? I don't know, about 10? Oh, yeah. It's a tough one. Yeah, but I remember yeah. um, then going to see my brother, who had obviously also just <laughs> moved yeah. and had a new day at school. And he was just, you know, in his room on a computer, get absolutely fine. And I said, oh, my mm. God, he, he's, he's, he's completely unfazed. And I asked him, well, did you... Did you have a good first day then? Yeah. And he just turned and looked at me like I was crazy. And he's like, I think it would have to be a pretty impressive school for me to have enjoyed my first day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was wow. just absolutely fine. And that's when yeah, I thought, yeah. yeah, life's going to be quite tough for me unless I can be oh, more like him. I want to be more like him. <laughs> it's interesting, though, because I expected you to go, yeah, it was fine or something. And he just carries on. But that's quite an interesting answer is that what, in a weird way, what makes him happier or did when he was younger is embracing that it's not good. Yeah, well, I think he's just very good at <laughs> accepting that, okay, well, something might be difficult, but yeah. as soon as it's over, I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to yes. torture myself thinking, oh, God, that was a tough day, you know, like I did. <laughs> he just was able to think, well, yeah. no, it's my time, and I'm going to let it go. Let it go? Let it go. So were you worried about doing the podcast? A little bit. Without prep? Yeah, a little really? bit. I thought, oh, God, I'll sit here and well, say no. nothing of That's any interest. That's fine. I like when we just sit in quiet. <laughs> yeah. But I thought it? it's okay because you'll, you'll be editing it. 
So I do edit them to some extent, <laughs> although I don't cut out anything generally unless it's uh, libelous. Oh, okay. Usually it's me. Yeah. <laughs> I tend to cut me out more than anything else, usually because like I've said something really horrible or I've said like a joke that you know me but like could easily be misconstrued if you didn't. Yeah, put it out cold. And I wouldn't want to, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or I've said something about someone else mm. that they might not want to be public and I've forgotten. <laughs> it's usually me. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I, I quite like, I think what's good about podcasting in general, what, what's that? I'm doing a little weird hand movement. That's a bit yeah. trumpy, that. Um, it's, that's an okay sign. That's okay. It's all okay. Yeah, everything's okay. I'm just, yeah. that's, just signalling to you. Um, yeah, I like podcasts from a perspective of there is no time limit. So if you're getting on board, get on board for the six hours that will be this episode. <laughs> yeah. um, but get on board for, you know, it not being edited into a perfect narrative and a contrived timeline. Oh, okay. So they're all different lengths. They're all... So I was thinking, well, are. you could probably get like a really interesting... Eight to ten minutes out of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, for a if the readers are looking for it, it's in there. <laughs> yeah. but, um, so you, okay, so you were in the Midlands, but you were born further away from the Midlands. I was born further away, yeah. yeah. We talked about this. We've got yeah. this in, uh, in common, weirdly. Mm. I, I wasn't um, born further away. But no, I know, yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah. I know but what you mean. I, I was born in the Caribbean. I was born in the Cayman Islands. Yeah. Um, which is a bit of a weird, weird one because my parents happened to be out there yeah. at the time. Well, they were out there working. They were they were accountants, ah, chartered yeah. accountants, yeah. which sounds really dodgy, but it wasn't in the it, Caymans. Wasn't yeah, in the yeah. Caymans. <laughs> they were just, you know, moving some money around. They're just no, good they're... at it. That's what it is. They're just really good at They're old accountants. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think they just, um, they worked for the utilities company out there, so it was all very sort of... Um, yeah. <laughs> legit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> forward, but um, and not not super glamorous but it was just a fun thing for them to do I yeah. think when they first got married they wanted to live abroad and that was something yeah. that my dad always like he um the sunshine always made him happy yeah. my and dad's the um any time we went on holiday it was all just you know it yeah. wouldn't even consider a skiing holiday that wouldn't be a holiday for him. it had to be in the sunshine but it's still sunny in skiing holidays so he's missed the yeah, trick there a little maybe. bit it's often still quite sunny it's just chilly he was usually just trying to get as close to the equator <laughs> yeah. as possible, I think. But <laughs> yeah. I think my dad's the same, except he loves skiing as well. Oh, yeah. But it's the it's the middle, it's the grey drizzle that he doesn't like. Yeah. So, well, it's yeah. interesting because at time of recording, yeah. it's not that long since the clocks changed. No. What a great day that was. Well, <laughs> I found it really, like, these last week, I've noticed, like, the dark and the cold so much. I, I film find yeah. I'm really seasonally affected. Yeah. See, I, I am as well, um, but the other way around. Oh, really? You like it dark and cold? I love the dark and the cold, <gasps> but I hate being warm. And I hate the sun. What? And I hate the I hate brightness and heat. Wow. So summer makes me genuinely Unhappy. sadder <gasps> than That's I am in the winter. Weird. Whereas the winter, I'm like, it's not that I want to sit in the cold and be rained on mm. as much. Sometimes I do actually, but it's more that like I'm I'm happy that it's out there. Do you, do you like and the coziness? So I'm cozy. Thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, you like sort of yeah. Yeah, I like big jumpers and. Uh, 
partly because I'm so ashamed of the way I look physically, so oh. I like to cover up. Um, and you can't do that in the sun. It's no. just like, ugh, it's just too hot. I'm always hot as well. Yeah. Always, like, I'm quite, I'm pretty warm right now. That's, that's, I'm the opposite. I'm, yeah. I seem to always be cold. Yeah, that's why we could never work in the same, <laughs> in the exact same, same room. office. We can work in the same <laughs> building. The same office, yeah. But, but it's got to have climate control in each room that's different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I completely get why I'm wrong. Or not wrong. No, I'm wrong. Uh, I, I get why I'm the odd one out in these situations because all summer people are going, oh, isn't it glorious? And I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm so upset. There's something I out. like um, the rundown to Christmas because this mm. side of summer, uh, this side of um, Christmas in winter, yeah, you can, yeah, you see the Christmas lights, yeah. you get that kind of Christmas music. It all feels quite cozy mm-hmm. and lovely, and people have yeah, open yeah. fires. Yeah, I think um, that whole January, February, and sometimes even into March period, mm-hmm. I find that really tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I sort of really need some vitamin D. Yeah. And, and you brought in down. vitamin D green tea today. Green I did. D green tea. This is today. me trying to future proof my yeah, my You're getting your son in a cup. I don't know if I believe it though. I think it's a marketing <laughs> believe ploy. It. Believe it and it will be true. <laughs> if I feel even slightly depressed over the next six months, I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna want that two pounds back. Or just double the tea. That's just like you're not drinking enough. Of yeah, it. yeah, just keep on with the green tea. Yeah. So with um being seasonally effective affected, uh, <laughs> do you feel that's a genuine like problem for you um i just i definitely do notice like that for those first few days of spring mm. suddenly thinking oh my god this is so nice i've forgotten i've forgotten <laughs> how nice this was when yeah. you sort of take off that first walk yeah. in the sun and you get that first sun yeah it's like you breathe again and you're like oh yeah my god i've been feeling i like was like that crap for the when past it went two months. Cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i'm genuine when it was um some weeks back it first was like cold and raining like it had rained a bit but it wasn't that cold rain where it's like oh i'm cold i went straight out for a walk oh yeah it was like relief yeah and i was like oh this is great and danny was like you're a mad person what are you doing and i was just i'm just going for a quick walk yeah i went down the garden center and got some cake (laughs) and i walked back and i was like oh this is this is what i've been waiting for all summer so I get it. I'm just completely on the opposite side. It must side have been a tough summer for you. I then. was hideous. It was really hot so this bad. summer. Luckily in here, it's always cold because of the air conditioning. So I'm yeah. very lucky to have <clears throat> this work environment. But home was not so good. I guess you've never tried. You've never. You're not a fan of um, hot yoga. <laughs> I kind of like the idea of <laughs> of seeing how upset I could be. <laughs> It is. It's a, It's sort of where yoga meets apocalypse now. Oh man! It's sort of. It's part yoga, part just lying on the floor in delirium in the heat, looking at the ceiling, thinking. So do you do that? I used to do that. Oh, I haven't wow. done it um, for a little while. Um, but yeah, I used to do it every week, and um, it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. How hot is it? I'm a bit. It's hot. I'm a bit stressed <laughs> by this. Just the thought of it. It's. Um, oh, I think God. it varies depending on which place you go to, but essentially it's it's, it's sort of a bit like a sauna, you know. But then you do do yoga, exercise in it. Oh my God! And the first few times you do it, you sort of have to sit down halfway through because it's a long class as well. It's like ninety minutes. That's more exercise than I've ever done. <laughs> yeah. If you accumulated all of it, that's about that's about my limit. Yeah. For thirty-four years. 
But it but it but it wow. makes it it harder because um, when you're hot, all the um, like when you're cold, all the blood rushes inwards to protect mm. your organs yeah. and like leaves your hands and everything because okay. um, the most important things are your internal organs that are trying to keep yeah. warm. But the opposite happens when you're really, really hot. All the blood sort of rushes to the edge of your skin because that's the easiest way for it to give off heat, to sort of go to the surface. So because... I feel a bit faint. Oh, sorry, yeah. (laughs) It's a bit gross. Um, (laughs) But your heart's working harder because the blood's going further. Okay, right, yeah. So it's sort of more intense... Cardio than normal hot... yoga uh, okay. would be. I believe. I think there's there's probably there's loads of. Yeah, I believe it. I told you, but... I believe in you more than any guest. So <laughs> yeah. far, so. I'll drop a few, yeah, few yeah. things in That's that I've just know. made up just to sort of. Um, so um, so you does exercise? I think exercise is talked about a lot of uh, being a very positive experience. It's not something yeah. I've ever experienced. Like, <laughs> not the positive. I find it very negative exercise. Yeah. Uh, everything about it. Um, why do you think it is for you? Do you think it's something that helps you stay happy, stay level, say, stay motivated? Yeah, it's one of those things. Um, I'd really love to find like a type of exercise that I really love mm. and then just go crazy on it and yeah. become really, really fit. I think that's why I've tried tried so many different things. I think, oh, maybe, maybe this will be the thing yeah. that I really love. Uh, generally don't really enjoy it while it's happening but then it I feel if I don't do it I feel a lot worse right overall and those endorphins you get just after you've finished exercise whether it's just the relief that it's over (laughs) yeah maybe no I think but I think it's more than that I think it yeah I feel like I'm missing them anytime I've tried then I'll finish and just I'll get the relief feeling yeah but but not not the, the like rush feeling because then I'm just like that was a waste of time (laughs) yeah but I mean I'm my own worst enemy really (laughs) that's just the fact of life it depends what you do I've been doing one recently um a class that's um a bit weird but it's quite fun it's like a trampolining exercise class that does look fun (laughs) it's quite fun yeah I mean it's mad and you feel a bit stupid like doing it but yeah but it's so much easier to think in your head I'll go trampolining than it is thinking, I'll go for a run. That is funny you should say that because we were going to go to one months ago and we just, I don't know, we just didn't bother going. come to the one I go to. I'll get extra stamps if you can. Oh, really? Well, it's over in Ealing. Um, Is there a way for the readers to get stamps if (gasps) you mention it now? Because Ealing, if you're near Ealing and you go and you mention... How and you mentioned Clarissa sent you. Yeah, there you yeah. Go. Maybe they get stamps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's yeah, it called? Thanks, guys. I don't know. I think it's called Jump X or something. Jump X. Go for Jump X. Look at yeah. Ealing Jump X. God, that's good. Really good. Other free trampolines publicity. are available. Yeah, other, other 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 classes are available. But, that one's just quite close to me. Yeah, and you get more stamps. Yeah, and I get more stamps. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it does have a loyalty scheme. That's great. So, um, just coming back on the the uh, the uh, interview segment. I actually didn't start off with the question, which I always start off with it. Oh, sorry. What is happiness? No, it's my fault. It's not your fault. You've done nothing wrong. (laughs) What is happiness to you? And uh, everyone always goes, oh, that's a hard question to start off with. It is. It is. And it is unanswerable. Mm. But try your best anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, what's happiness to me? I mean, I suppose in a weird way, going on what we've been talking about, Mm. 
happiness to me is that feeling that I don't have, you know, not having anything to worry about, not having any anxiety, thinking everything's happening the way it should be happening and right. I'm in the right place. And, yeah, I, I like um, that feeling when you've um, like finished some, completed something and it's all right. Yeah. And you think, oh, and tomorrow I don't have to worry about anything. It's just yeah. a day off and I'm just fine. Do you feel but... like you ever get to that place? I hope you do, but... <laughs> Uh, I tend to feel like people who feel that way about life in general probably rarely get there. Yeah, I know, and it's <laughs> and it's weird because there's always, yeah, there's always something else. Yeah, to worry about if Is you let there? yourself. <laughs> Is yeah. there? So, would you consider yourself in the narrative of Clarissa a worrier? Mm, yeah, you would. Yeah. Do you want to not do that so much? Yeah. How can yeah. we help that? How can we help that? I mean, it's, yeah, it's difficult. I, um, do you know, I think, um, it's just so deeply rooted in my personality now. It's really yeah. quite, quite difficult because, um, I do admire people who can just sort of go into something and not really worry about <laughs> no really, it feels like they, they almost it almost feels to me like they don't really it almost feels a bit like they don't really care it, care it feels like i can't yeah stop caring about yeah whether go right or not. but often yeah. it sort of backfires because you just overthink it and get worried and don't end up yeah enjoying it because of, <laughs> because of that well that's a good that's a good point do you feel like you when you do things that you should find enjoyable, do you find, like, you're able to enjoy them? Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Like trampolining? Oh, yeah, trampolining. Actually, I don't worry too much about, about that. Maybe it's more... Um... See, I would worry a lot about going to that. Yeah. Because... Do you feel quite self-conscious? And... I'd feel self-conscious with whatever I'd have to wear. Mm. Because I couldn't wear jeans and a hoodie, probably. I'd have to wear something more sporty. So that would yeah, be one. Awkward. This isn't about me, obviously, but I'm... No, no. That would be my... And then I'd be worried about... I wouldn't be worried. Um, This is a complicated thing about my own brain. I wouldn't worry about it, but I would feel physical anxiety about going. Sure. Because of the what I'd have to wear, so I'd sort of... Would appear to be feeling too hot <laughs> yeah. um <clears throat> maybe maybe yeah forgetting my inhaler yeah and any other human beings being there sure that would those would be the things that would stop me from going i wouldn't worry about them happening i just wouldn't go it's absolutely yeah but um probably if i was able to get into it probably through some sort of Valium yeah. usage. <laughs> Not that I'd recommend that. Um, <laughs> Just before exercise. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like then I could enjoy the, the doing it. Maybe. That's interesting because I, I, I consider myself a very self-conscious person. Mm. And I'm always worried about what I've done and what I've said. But interestingly, 
I know I, I just don't care at trampolining. I think maybe that's yeah. that's a result of having been to hot yoga. Once you've been to hot yoga, <laughs> yeah, you can do it. You know, <laughs> and you've gone through that. You yeah. see, you don't you just let go and you don't care anymore because you just think, well, I don't know the people in hot yoga. It's fine. Yeah, um, and everyone's in the same <laughs> position, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Literally with yoga yeah. class, you have to be. Don't you? The worst bit point from hot yoga, I think, was um, afterwards when if you breathe too much through your mouth rather than through your nose, you can hyperventilate. And wow. um, they made me, I had to sit down and breathe into a bag afterwards. Oh, my God. That's a whole new low. Once you've, once you've been yeah, there. Yeah, once you've done that, <laughs> trampolining. terrible. Yeah. I do like the idea of trampolining. I really, I'm getting into this idea now. I might go to that. Yeah, you should come along. Healing's not far. Healing's um, not far. And, um, I like you, the idea of it. I think, it, it, you ra- I think you raise a good point about being self-conscious because... In, it depends on the context, I suppose, because mm. in that group, I can kind of think, oh well, I don't really, I don't really know anyone from trampolining. I yeah. only go every so often, and you know, everyone else yeah. is trampolining, so it doesn't matter. But if it was like um, at work or professionally, or people that I wanted to impress, I'd just be absolutely not. I'm not, right. <laughs> not yeah, yeah. you know, I'd be so well, self-conscious. Yeah. I think it's probably yeah, dependent on context and around the right people. I've been yeah. trying to sort of do things to become more confident because I'm naturally quite quiet in those sort of work mm. situations. I did um, some improv classes about a year oh, right. or so ago. and I've With Graham Dixon? Some... Oh, he was, yeah, one yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course he was. <laughs> yeah, one of the Everyone I know that's been anywhere near London ever and said, I did an improv class, Graham Dixon was oh. running. <laughs> um, yeah, he's, a, he's like the king of improv. Oh, do you get yeah. get stamps if you recommend? I, I wish I did. No, <laughs> we've made a couple of films of Graham, but um, oh, cool. I've never been to his class. But maybe he should give out stamps based on this exact episode. Oh yeah, maybe. Uh, what's it called? FA FA Improv. It's yeah. just, but that stands for something, yeah, doesn't uh, it? The, the Free Association. Free Association. Yeah, yeah. Go to that. It's the best improv class anywhere. I haven't been, but I imagine it's good, right? Yeah, I've been, I've been to the yeah. first first two levels, but there are oh, not, right. lots of levels. There are about five, I think. Because you do, advanced. am I wrong in that you do some stand-up Yeah, that's the other well? thing. I've been trying to do more gigs recently. Right. It's not really it's not really stand-up. I've, sort of, I've been doing some character comedy. Great. Because, that's an interesting thing. Carry yeah, on, sorry. Yeah, because I did... Um, I used to do these YouTube videos, but oh, right. um, I just used to do them with my friend at the BBC and then she left to go up to Salford and I didn't really yeah. do them anymore. And then I just, I had an idea for a character for ages and I thought, well, I'll just sit down and film it myself because it, it was about a YouTuber, so I didn't really need a crew or anything. I just <laughs> yeah, sort of yeah. sat at the camera and went. Yeah. Um, and... Um, I submitted it to a place called the Comedy Crowd. They had a, a okay. competition called Chorts, right. I think, which was sort of just um, yeah, two-minute character it. comedy yeah. videos. And I was really lucky because it was one of the winners of that and they screened okay. it at the the Craft of Comedy right. um, yeah, yeah. Festival in Wales. And then they emailed me again and um, they said, oh, we're having a similar night in London to the one we did at Craft of Comedy. Okay. And I emailed back and I said, oh, that's great. Please do feel free to show it again. And mm-hmm. they said... Um, Oh no! Actually, we wanted the winners to come down and do a live set, oh, do like a, a ten-minute live set at the Bill Murray, and I was like, "Oh, that's really scary!" But that's yeah, exactly yeah. the kind of thing I should do. And right. So I sort of um, and you did it. Yeah, I did that. And, when was that um, then? So that was um, last summer. Okay, cool. So you've sort of picked up more of that since. Or? Yeah. So I'm trying. Done, done a few 
gigs since and I'm just going to try and try and do some more if you if you know anyone who runs any gigs who's looking for he works people. in there the guy that I was <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's interesting yeah. so uh so it's character stuff um the only time I've ever done anything similar kind of stand up I suppose outside of I've done plays but uh the only way I could do it was as a character, as a completely different character. Sure, yeah. I've always maintained that I don't think I could be myself in any way. Mm. And actually stand-up comics aren't themselves. Yeah. It's still a version. A persona. A persona. Yeah. But I think there's something about, for me, being a character, wearing a metaphorical mask, honey, <laughs> yeah. um, is uh, it's much safer, isn't it? Because you're not as exposed yeah, and I think um, in a way I feel like it's easier to, yeah, announce to an audience, oh, this is something completely mad. Yeah, And yeah. completely div- divorced from real life. Great, yeah, um, yeah. Rather than go on and be like, well, the other day I did. Yeah. You know, yeah. it feels a bit too real. Yeah. yeah when you. <laughs> yeah, because also you have to be the name of yourself, which is just too close to your own <laughs> yeah. label. Yeah, I, I would find that very difficult. But that's good. So do you feel like that's given you a... Has that freed you from some of the worry, perhaps, of doing the performing? Or, I well, I, I like to... I, I think when I when I did that first 10-minute set, mm. I worried about it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, like, from weeks before, I was thinking yeah. about it and worrying about it. And the last gig I did um, a week or so ago... I didn't start worrying about it until about 40 minutes beforehand and I was like brilliant good. I yeah. really cut down <laughs> cut down that worry time. Yeah. That's so good. I'm hoping if I continue I can just carry on. Yeah, yeah. In that vein. We started to speak earlier and I stopped you very rudely because I thought <laughs> we could use the podcast arena to speak about uh we were talking about having to which is I think is a being a victim of the modern age, perhaps, of having to constantly promote yourself. Yeah. Um, even within, I think you were kind of saying, even within jobs, sorry, to run back a little bit, um, a lot of the people that I know and therefore a lot of the guests that have come on the podcast are people who do creative endeavours. Sure. Um, just the nature of a lot of people that I know. Not everyone, but Yeah. That's been a big part of it. And I think something goes hand in hand with that, definitely, where you have to promote yourself all the time. It's part of the the thing now. You can't just make something. You've got to self-promote it. You've got to do everything you can to push yourself out there a bit more. Um, But I think now, even outside of like performing or creating music or film or something, I feel like there's everyone's got to do it in some way. Even if it's like something that they were doing as a hobby, there's almost, it's almost less worth enjoying a hobby now (laughs) unless you can have a good Instagram page about doing the hobby. So even if you bake cakes or something, 20 years ago, if you were baking cakes, you could just bake cakes. Bake cakes, but now you need But now it's like, well, if you don't tweet (laughs) about it, then what's the point? It's almost like you have to get the validation all the time from the global community that you're in otherwise it's not really you're not you're sort of almost like doing the thing isn't enough you're failing at it that's something I really struggle with Mm. the self-promotion thing 
and I think you were going to say the same thing. Before yeah, I stopped you. no, I was I was saying that um, something I found in my career, mm. uh, some a lot of advice that I've been given is that I need to do better PR for myself because yeah. we were talking about earlier about naturally just being a bit self-deprecating. Yeah, yeah. and um, <clears throat> quite often in interviews, I've been told that I haven't spoken up spoken up about how well I did yeah. on something because it's just a bit uncomfortable. Your natural inclination, oh. I think, as a British person <laughs> is yeah, to yeah. somehow talk about how great the project was but not necessarily talk about how great yep. you were. 100%. And I understand why people need to hear that in the mm -hmm. interview context and it's something that I need to work on because it doesn't come naturally and it sort of feels a bit strange when yep. you do it. But it extends to things like your CV, but also mm. in a, the context of an office. I think in my head, when I, when I first started my career, I thought, well, if I work really hard and I do really good things, then I'll be noticed and I'll yep. get promoted and I'll go up this amazing trajectory. Yeah, and yeah. It, <laughs> it, it didn't happen like that. And quite often I was told, well, you know, you may have done that, but you didn't shout about it. No one really, no one really noticed it. You know, oh, you didn't really know about so it. So a lot, of, <laughs> yeah. a lot of things sort of pass by because yeah. um, perhaps, with hindsight, perhaps I should have somehow tried to get it out there a bit more. Mm. Get people, other people. As someone who thinks you're great, oh, thank but you. also, uh, I'll probably give myself the advice as well. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know exactly what you're saying, and I feel very, very similar about everything. Yeah. But I think we, as introverts, yeah, should try to reframe the what you just said a couple of times. There is, um, I need to get better at mm. doing that, and I would argue that no, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the world needs to get better. Or our society and culture needs to get better at not relying on typical traits of extroversion yeah. to assign value to a person. Yeah. Because well, actually the work that you do should speak for itself, is, as you imagined it. Um, and maybe it's wishful thinking, but <laughs> yeah. I also feel like uh, culture could go a better way yeah, hopefully. I mean, in an ideal world. But, yeah. I mean, hopefully we'll be able to find our own way of doing it so that it doesn't yeah. feel too alien and <laughs> Yeah, and well, I often think that's why um, a lot of actors and musicians and everything, we, we, I guess we think of performers or entertainers as they must be extroverts because they're doing a big th a show and it's literally show and tell. That's yeah. the job, right? But also, those people are surrounded by agents, publicists, managers, and it's their job to be the extroverts, really, in yeah, a lot you of cases. Can outsource it. Yeah, exactly. And actually, maybe, I think more, certainly a lot of actors that I know are not like that as people. They are actually quite considered and introverted and. They're not very good at doing all of that, but they've got a team around them that does it for them, perhaps. Yeah. Um, 
So when you're, like you say, in the interview situation, um, I, I feel very bad for you. Um, <laughs> and I think like, because yeah. I, I know people close to me have definitely gone through the thing where it's like, I know deep down that the skills required to produce results within whatever given job it is, I know I'm confident I can do it, but I'm not confident enough that I can sell the possibility that I can do it. Yeah. Um, there's a really good book about this, which I haven't read, but <laughs> Danny read it and she told me a lot about it. And I can't even remember the name of it, which is awful. Maybe I'll do a little insert right here. Quiet by Susan Kane. That book that I just said. Um, you get some tokens for... Yeah, get a token for that. <laughs> You're all about the coupons today. I like it. Um, no, wow. <laughs> there's not enough coupons. Uh, yeah, that book that I just mentioned when I... Perfectly within sync, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, talks about how the, there is definitely a culture of valuing extroverts. So, like, and in the interview culture very specifically, it's all about presenting the best most confident version of yourself mm. um and it's the thing that introverts aren't good at is selling yeah. <laughs> themselves all the time so that actually you can massively lose out introverts often lose out on something that they might be far superior at doing because they can't do the pr like yeah. you say the and personal that's when the PR. frustration kicks in because yeah. you think god i could be Doing that much. Yeah. Better. If only I could walk in a room and go, you know what? I'm really good at this. <laughs> and people would yeah. believe me. I could get away with doing it. But actually, because you don't do that and you just quietly do it, do the job instead, it seems very unfair. And it, was, it probably is. But, it's interesting. Um, someone, someone was saying something I thought was really, really true about interviews and diversity and how mm. companies are very keen to diversify and have a diverse workforce to reflect modern Britain, which is great. Yeah. But um, something people don't often think about is diversity of personality and how teams yes. can be improved sometimes by having that diversity of personality. So it's not all just one personality type yeah. butting heads against each other the whole time, which you tend to see exactly. a lot. Exactly, yeah, especially teams. with extroverts. Especially with creative jobs yeah, yeah. and creative teams. It's nice yeah. to sort of have that diversity of people That's there. so true. Who said that? That was someone I used to work with years ago at the BBC. Oh, yeah. right. But, um, That's so important. I wonder if that is... Credit her or... Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> or She'll she... be on it. She'll be on the <laughs> next guest. She'll be all right. <laughs> Do you know, she knew I was really listening. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's that's so the point. Yeah, that's exactly what I think is, is the case. I think you miss out on so many fascinating people mm. and maybe this is a bit harsh because i do know extroverts who are very interesting yeah yeah but i also tend to feel like the introverts i know are more interesting <laughs> maybe uh, it sounds really it, more there's more to learn about people who don't put it out on show all the time yeah not that it, Extrovert, like one of my best friends, Matt is a, is well. You you met him. He was doing that job we did the other day. Um, <laughs> he uh, is very extroverted, and like when you're out in public with him as a shy, introverted person, sometimes it's quite testing. Yeah. Because he's so loud and so it's so desperate to make phone calls and talk to people, and it's so stressful in a weird way. But also, you kind of go. 
I admire it, but it's all a bit obvious, isn't it? Mm. Um, and it's almost like, well, you're giving me everything. I didn't have to ask for it. Maybe like with introverts, you can maybe uh, you can have maybe a closer relationship in some ways because you can tap in there. What I guess I'm getting at is if you're an introvert like me and I'm getting the feeling probably like you as well, yeah. good. Good, it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all good. Just, it's all just about having everyone involved. Exactly. Have everyone pitching. And hopefully but, we can shift the culture so that the value of being an extrovert is not so valued. Yeah. <laughs> for better way. I just, it's I mean, always it's something great. I really admire people who got that confidence who can go yeah. out and sort of hold court like that. It's great. Yeah. And I think I just need to find a way to inspire that confidence but keep my personality, you know, be able That's to hold people's confidence even though I'm not that loud person and yeah. I'm still quite quiet. Well, that's, uh, I think that's interesting because, like I said, I've known you for very long, but you definitely inspire that confidence from me. But maybe oh, that's because I'm a you. similar me maybe, personality, personality type. type. I don't know, yeah. maybe. Because I don't get any sense of, Maybe this will make you feel more confident. Maybe it won't. I don't know. I definitely get the sense talking to you in a business relationship of like, oh, you know what you're doing. Yeah, that's you, good. <laughs> you know what you're doing. You're um, concise, efficient, uh, and you can be trusted to do the work. Um, and actually, again, it might be my own personality bias but actually so this is all great I'm go- I might link to this on my CV it's yeah <laughs> just stick it on the CV <laughs> yeah. honestly Clarissa you can't go wrong with it but um maybe if you yeah if it, again my own personality bias might be that I'm thinking if you were someone who spoke loads about how good you were at the thing I might instinctively not believe you as much <laughs> yeah but that's my that's probably my own fault because that there's no reason why you wouldn't be but I guess I find that if people tell me all the time how good they are at something I tend to disbelieve it because I'm like well why do you need to tell me yeah but that's because I would never tell anyone yeah so if I thought I was good at anything and I don't 100% don't think I'm good at anything but I certainly wouldn't be able to go around telling people that I was yeah that's why a lot of the work that I do as a cinematographer is hidden behind a made-up Canadian. Oh, yeah. Who isn't real. Who I briefly met on yeah. another job, yeah. Very briefly. Very briefly. <laughs> I actually really want to do an episode of this podcast with him. Oh, yeah, you should, yeah. But um, it's hard. But then that would be, really, be really strange to find out what he thinks of happiness. It might be completely different from your idea of happiness. Almost certainly. Yeah. I I love when he takes over <laughs> because it is like, um, I mean, people think The Mask is a silly film. <laughs> There's a lot of deep psychological stuff going on in The Mask. Oh, okay. About uh, your inner... I have to rewatch it. I, I think I don't do. remember the deep, the deep go, stuff. Go back and look at it. There might be a coupon. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's about how like the inner... The the whole point is when he puts on the mask, he becomes the antithesis of who he is. So if he's like shy, retiring, no confidence, sure, he becomes the, the opposite. ultimate opposite of that. Um, 
And eventually Stanley Ipkiss learns that he doesn't need the mask because all of that is within him, within his own personality. Mm. So he doesn't need to become that. And actually, what you've just said about yourself is basically the plot of The Mask. Oh. You, th- you thought before this podcast... It was, it was based on my life, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You thought you needed to put on the mask of being an extrovert, yeah. the metaphorical mask of being like, no, I need to push myself out there, I need to PR, because people keep telling you that version of yourself, right? Yeah. But actually, maybe what you need to do is work out the way that you present confidence. Yeah. But staying who you are. And what I'm doing is taking you one step further into like the finale of the mask. Yeah, I don't remember saying, what happened at the end of the mask. Well, the dog put the mask on a bit oh, and then there was yeah, a big yeah. gunfight and stuff Ooh. like that. Yeah. But I, so I it's not quite, really like the finale. Stage, yeah. but this is more like the maybe the sequel, but but not the actual sequel, Son of the Mask, with Jamie Kennedy. Uh, this is like a separate I finale. I didn't know they made a sequel. I've never seen it, but um, it's not sure good, it's good, so I'm told. <laughs> um, I love Jamie Kennedy, though. I might watch that later. That'd be a nice... Oh, yeah. That'd make me happy. Um, so your finale of this small version of The Mask that you're starring in right now oh. is that you do present confidence. You do present yourself as someone who knows exactly what they're doing and is hugely valuable so in that sense you don't need to worry about it yeah just chill out a happy ending a happy ending (laughs) i feel really bad because i feel like um, no you feel good (laughs) we we focus more on on negative um unhappiness rather than than happiness well i think i feel like i've brought the whole thing down a bit it's become a bit bit of a workshop for me rather I know, but look, but look where you've come to. I feel like, <laughs> yeah. feel like we've all have had, having a breakthrough. Well, when, with that when, in mind... Yeah, when Stuart Laws was <clears> on, he talked about ice cream a lot. I feel like maybe we should talk more about ice cream. <laughs> he did, but, you know, maybe ice cream is his mask and he's not oh, learned how to take it off yet. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, un- you said that it feels like an unhappy... Trust me, we've done episodes which are dark. <laughs> which, which get even, um, even more... They're much darker. Dark than but that. I don't think... I think... Because I find the question of what is happiness to any given person so difficult and so intangible, yeah. all we can really say is what it's the absence of. So in a way, what you've said is the absence of unhappiness becomes happiness. Happiness, yeah. And so for you, if you could remove worry, or at least push it down a bit more, <laughs> yeah. extinguish half of it, you'd be happier. Yeah. But I am going to challenge you to tell me three short things that genuinely make you feel happy. Okay. Cool. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I've done some prep, so yes. we're fine. <laughs> Get the prep work. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. I uh, feel happy because I'm not naturally from the city. Mm-hmm. Spent a lot of time in Somerset. I feel happier in the countryside. I feel happier getting out of the city than I do living in a really urban place. Mm-hmm. And I just, I remember being on a train going back to Somerset once and almost feeling like the stress leave me as I watched oh, wow. like all the, all the buildings of London go behind yeah. behind in the distance. And I think that's quite... 
a nice, a happy thing for me, yeah. sort of feeling like I'm returning to the countryside. There's something Fair about enough. being in the city, something about the cars, the roads. Hmm. It takes so long to get anywhere. It sort of stresses me out a bit. It's a very um, sense-heavy environment, isn't it? I yeah, think. yeah, it's very loud. There's, yeah, there's so much, it's, it can be very overwhelming. Yeah. And I think if you have any uh, dealings with being anxious about things in general, I think that can probably be quite uh, even more obvious, perhaps. Yeah. I definitely know what you mean. And I'm lucky air, enough to live so just outside it. Yes. So I get the benefit of being able to get there in 20 minutes, but yeah. being... Yeah, I wouldn't want to go any further inside it. That's the nice thing about commuting out to this office is that you're actually going against the traffic. You're going, yeah. I'm travelling out of London yeah. to come here. Do you drive? No, I'm oh, sort right. of just on the tube. Oh, okay. Watching everyone trying to get into yeah, central yeah. London thinking, ha, suckers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not going to get there for ages. Yeah, yeah, not good. <laughs> it's hard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, uh, I'd agree with that. The country... I think greenery and, you know, there's, I'm sure there's loads of studies where if you can, if people spend more time in natural environments rather than man-made environments, it's probably better for us. So, um, good. Just on that, when you, um, you you mentioned a very specific moment of leaving the city behind, a bit of a transitional thing. Do you feel like, we talk a lot about this on here of, being able to sort of be in the moment and recognise happiness when it's happening and soak it up. Do you think you're any good at that? I think I'm really bad at that. Yeah, most people do. I think, well. I think, um, yeah, especially in a context where there's things to worry about. <laughs> about. <laughs> like even even if you like go on holiday or something, I'll be worrying about catching the next bus or the train right. or Plane. and it just had some I do tell myself though just just remember this as a really nice yeah. moment because I'm aware that that's <laughs> that is kind of what life is about yeah. <laughs> and life is about enjoying it yeah, and not yeah. just wishing it away and thinking oh yeah. tick successfully got that <laughs> mode of transport yeah didn't it's miss that easier said than done but yeah definitely. it's easier said than done and it's weird because I guess with happiness in a way that's all we should be aspiring to, really. Yeah. And we kind of get so caught up in thinking about our work lives and our home lives and mm. what we've got and what we haven't got and what yeah. other people have yeah. and things other people are going to that maybe we're not going to or, you know, mm. how many think friends do we have and what we what are we doing, what's our long-term mm. plan and, you know, are we as far along in our plan as we wanted to be and often we're not and... In a way, sometimes, sometimes you catch yourself thinking, think, "That's not making me very happy." You yeah, know, thinking about that, and maybe even if I didn't have any of those things, but I was happy, yeah. maybe that would be a better use of my time. And mm. you know, life is short. Yeah, but walks also there's you know you don't have to fit everything in at once. You know, there's time to do yeah. different things. And I think sometimes it feels a bit like a race that you're yeah, behind gotcha. at. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, it's um, I spoke, I think, with Stu about this on his episode about that definitely where, you know, I get stuck in the, the race element of like mm. 
Um, I was saying to him that I compare myself to John Carpenter, who made Halloween at 29, and I'm yeah. 34, and I don't think I'll ever get to make Halloween. Yeah, oh, obviously, so I can't make Halloween. They made it. Like, <laughs> they made it like three times. Um, you, you can make the reboot where he's um, oh, actually yeah, no. had some good therapy. Yes, and yeah, he, the um, very short version doesn't end up killing anyone. So it's just, <laughs> yeah. it's just a happy. Where he's film. got good modern psychiatry behind yeah. Michael Myers, and it's just a blip in his childhood. And he just starts a crowdfunding. Yeah, for, <laughs> yeah. Um, he gets a Patreon going, and they're like, "Yeah, okay, he'll <laughs> yeah. be fine." Um, but yeah, like I'm very like that with the career stuff um and people yeah i think it's a human condition of being so focused on the things you don't have within a certain remit but then there's lots of 34 year olds who might be doing really they might have exceeded where they thought they'd be career-wise but they go home every night and go, oh, do you know what I'd really like, though, is a wife and three cats, mm. which I've got, which is like, they're the best, by far the best things in my life, those four beings that <laughs> I get to spend so much time with, like, every day. That's what you, you know, that that's great, because then someone else might, that might be their goal. And the career stuff, they're not really... But yeah, it's fine, yeah, I'm exceeded, yeah, that's fine. Exactly. But man, I wish I had three cats and a wife. Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah, I've got three cats and a wife. Isn't did, that great? Did Stu on his episode, didn't he talk about cognitive behavioural theory or something? Probably, I thought, yeah. oh my goodness. Cognitive I bias, he did. Cognitive yeah, bias. Yeah, he did talk about Yeah, so we did, we I, did get into that. I read something about how there, there, a theory about how there are two types of people, like maximisers and satisfiers. Oh, yeah. And then... People who, for example, if you went out to buy a shirt, yeah. a satisfier would go and find a shirt and think, oh, it's not quite right, but it'll do and right. get it. But a maximizer would be looking for, you know, going around every shop looking for the perfect right. shirt, waiting waiting until they got the perfect one. And I think they said that satisfiers in the end were a lot happier, even right. though they didn't get the exact thing they wanted they didn't go absolutely insane yeah, yeah. in the search. <laughs> that's very interesting. Where, where have, That's your own I mind. I can't remember where Just claim I... it. Just take it for yourself. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's a theory put forward by Chris yeah. Maker. Yeah, 2018. Well done. No, yeah, I, don't, I can't really claim that one. <laughs> yeah, you did <laughs> do a lot of prep work. Yeah. Yeah, I went back to university in preparation for that. I know you only asked me yesterday to be on the podcast. Yeah, I know. Get it, get it done. Get it done. Yeah. And what? uh, Where would you place yourself in those? Definitely more towards the maximizer, Mm. the perfectionist sort of um, yeah side of things. But yeah, I also yeah recognise that that's not necessarily the happiest. Yeah. Standpoint. Not sure where I'd. Do you know, annoyingly, I'd go right down the middle. Yeah. So there's loads of things I do where I'd and be like, that's fine. Do. But then there's loads of things I won't do because I don't think that I'll do it well enough, so I just won't attempt. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right down the middle. I can think of equal things on both. Anyway, doesn't matter about me. <laughs> What's your other prep work? I was going to talk about comedy a bit, which seems like an obvious thing yeah. that we've completely missed because obviously working in comedy. But, yeah, yeah. But growing up, obviously comedy and watching comedy always made me really happy and I'd recite 
huge chunks of oh my. Blackadder or Red Dwarf or I'm Alan Partridge oh. or whatever and just... Um, we have a we have Red Dwarf in common. Yeah. That's special. I don't think anyone's mentioned Red Dwarf so far. Give me um, the oh, first no. ten minutes <laughs> no. of oh, no. Polymorph. Go. <laughs> You like Red Dwarf, do you? Do you know, at one, one point I might have been able to do that. But yeah, me too. <laughs> I don't, don't yeah, think I'm worried I, could I wouldn't now. I, I love so. Red Dwarf. Oh, good. I even love the really shit ones. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Back to Earth, main. Like, I don't lo- It's hard. It was one. fine. It's fine. I like that it was part of it. But it's um, the classic the classic era that, that you... Yeah, what's your favourite series? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Maybe six, five, six? I love six. I love six and five, yeah. I remember when I was growing up, it was like three. I think even now, I think people generally, generally consider three as the absolute pinnacle. Okay. And while I like, because it's got like some really good writing in it, like Marooned yeah. is so good. Oh yeah, that sort of that almost bottle episode. Yeah, it's just yeah. the two of them. It's yeah. almost like a sort of little play. Yeah, but and then there's Polymorphs in three. Um, backwards mm. there are some really good well-written ones but for me i would feel like the five six probably five because five's got back to reality in it which is so good yeah and that one um yeah back to reality is really good timothy spall's in it what and the one where they all get judged i think it's the inquisitor the inquisitor yeah there's some, there's, That's a good one. there's some really good. I think one of the things I liked about it, there's some really good sci-fi stories in there that would hold up on their own, even yeah, if there yeah. weren't any funny bits. Yeah, and then definitely. they add in like obviously the very funny characters yeah, as yeah. well on top of that. So, but I think every series has got at least one that is just that I love. I could probably pick one from each series and go, that would be my the perfect series almost. Because oh. a lot of people didn't like series seven, and I did. The one where it was all single camera and no oh, audience. Oh, but that, that's not the one where Rimmer left. Yeah, it's mm, hard. But the one where he lives, leaves, and Ace Rimmer comes back. That's, that's an amazing <laughs> episode. <laughs> yeah. And then the one where they have, where they get Kennedy to shoot himself from the grassy knoll is yeah, just yeah, so good. I love it. I came to see uh, when they recorded four of them oh, here yeah, of, the of eleven and twelve. Oh, was and it here in yeah, yeah, they did ten, eleven, and twelve here. So the, the the ones that Dave paid yeah, for now, basically. Yeah, the more recent ones. Yeah. But they're great. They're still... I just love it. God, Red Dwarf makes me very happy. Oh, so if you yeah. were to put on 28 minutes of Red Dwarf, could you live in that moment? Yeah. You yeah, could just reckon, live in Red Dwarf. So yeah, yeah. So I can, Being in comedy, being enjoying comedy as a spectator, as an audience member, you can switch off the worries? Yeah, I think so. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, for... To a certain extent, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> as long as yeah, there's nothing, yeah, nothing terrible. I'm sure if I was about to go on stage and yeah, do a right. set that right. I, wasn't, yeah. I wasn't quite sure, I wouldn't be able to let go. But yeah, generally speaking, yeah. And I think um, yeah. a lot of it is interesting because I loved comedy growing up, and I was adamant that I wanted to get into comedy mm. as a career, and I wanted to make comedy and produce comedy and write comedy. And I think. Um, Interestingly, looking back, as much as I still do love comedy and I don't regret going into it, I, I love being in it, it's interesting how I think a lot of that was also to do with I was in such a safe environment at home, in, you know, in a home sort of safe environment and I watched it. I was sort of, yeah. um, 
it was a very easy yeah place as well yeah yeah as being something that i loved and it's quite interesting yeah looking back on it how um yeah definitely that was obviously still a part of part of what influenced <laughs> yeah yeah me being that's, so sort of that's probably easily forgotten but i think that's because my version of that is probably sitting and watching a movie that i love or even going to the cinema and watching something i'm not necessarily excited about but just there's literally in that moment there's nothing but the screen in front of me yeah it's great escapism love it so much and uh doesn't always work but usually (laughs) i can switch off from anything else that might be troubling or just that but that probably comes back to as well because that was my one of my lasting memories of being very happy as a kid and i had a really happy childhood i'm very lucky for that but like I do remember some of the most relaxing, happiest kid moments were watching a film, usually Back to the Future. Oh, yeah. Like, I did watch it, rewind it, watch it, rewind it a lot. And I would get up early on a weekend before the rest of the family and put on one of my videotapes and watch something. So I guess there's something, there must be something where I sit down and watch something now where that ties me back into that. Like, oh, you're back, you're just a kid, yeah, there is yeah. nothing to worry about. Everything's fine. <laughs> you're, just, you're just you in the film. <laughs> and yeah. do, do you have a film that you watch regularly? Like, I think um, my brother and I try and watch Die Hard at Christmas time. Yeah, that sort yeah. Of thing. I've got loads. <laughs> I've got loads. <laughs> um, Halloween. Halloween I watch a, a lot. I like to watch all the Halloweens around oh, Halloween. right, yes, in sequence. Yeah, even though a lot of them... Are not great, but I, I, I love the complete you know, franchise. Terrible. I don't think I've ever seen Halloween. <gasps> right, when are you coming back in the office? Yeah. You're um, going to take an hour and a half soon. off <laughs> and you're going to watch... I'm going to make you sit in there and watch it. Um, Ooh, oh, it's we'll a, such a good... Uh, I love it so much. Yeah, that is one of them. Um, back to the Future, I genuinely know off by heart still. I could recite that. I'm not going to. But I could. But it's still one that I'll always happily just sit and watch. Yeah. The one that is always slightly surprising and off kilter is a movie called Elizabeth Town. Have you oh, ever seen Elizabeth Town? Oh, that rings Town? a bell. I don't think I've seen it. It was it um, in the. Is I want to say, Go is on. it about ten years ago? It is thirteen no, years. Thirteen yeah. years ago, and some romantic comedy. Well, that's part of the long version. It was marketed as one, and there is an element of romantic, maybe not comedy, but romantic humour-based drama in there. Sure. A love story. But that isn't necessarily it for me. I I will watch it pretty much like Clockwork every six months. I'll suddenly go, oh, I need to watch it again. Ever since the year it came out, I've always done that. Mm. And I love it so much. Um, it's not like my 100% number one favourite film of all time. That probably is still Back to the Future. Yeah. And there are other films that I absolutely love for bigger reasons beyond it. Yeah. But it is one of those that I can always come back to and just go, oh, I love that. And I will always be weeping by the end of it. Um, I love it. I just love it. You should just see it. Oh, Orlando Bloom's but... in it and he splits people sometimes. Yeah. But I think he's incredible. Um and he's that's like the best role that is I think it, he's is ever it done. Like 
funny or it's just it's really interesting or there's, it's just, some there's something humor. really likable about it yeah i think there's something really likable there's also some deep melancholy about it which oh, okay. i love in movies like i love something that will really make me feel rough <laughs> but in a positive way there's also i talked to uh so me and james you know james acaster oh yeah yeah so we've talked about it a lot because he hates it and oh, I okay. love it. So it's like, yeah. And I, had, I sent him a very long essay in text message format about, <laughs> about why, why he was wrong. wrong. And at the end of it, he went, yeah, you're right. But um, he, he didn't mean it. He was just trying to get me to shut up. <laughs> he just up. wanted it to end. He's just, leave me alone about Elizabeth Town. But um, what it is presented as and what it's marketed as is like this kooky love story between Orlando Bloom and Kirsten Dunst and... There is an element of that. But what it's really about, I think, is um, the preoccupation for young men to become worth something. Okay. And in particular, following in a father's footsteps. Mm -hmm. um, and this is why I think... Uh, I, don't think I don't think it's not enjoyed by women... But I do think, um, <laughs> actually, I don't know any anyone else that loves it the way I do. <laughs> no. But I think, gen like, Danny is not, doesn't get that bit of it at all. She's like, yeah, it's fine. I don't know what the big deal is. Like, But there is a thing, basically, the first time I ever watched it, uh, and Dad, if you're listening to this, I've never told you this, but uh, <laughs> now you'll be, oh, that was nice that you gave me a cuddle. But uh, oh, Thanks for listening this long. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> if, you got, if you get this far. Um uh, the first time I watched it was like two in the morning once and I hadn't seen it in the cinema. I got it on DVD because I was like, oh, that looks like fun. I like Orlando Bloom. I'll get it. And I watched it overnight, in the middle of the night and I was just drenched. And in the middle of the night, I just went into my parents' room and gave my dad a hug because when the character... It's not a spoiler to say that the character's dad dies like mm. in the first few minutes, basically. Okay. Yeah. And then there's this whole film about him trying to know who his dad was and not and feeling like he missed out on some deeper connection with his dad yeah see i'm getting emotional even oh, now yeah but like that breaks my heart because yeah. i just to me i was like what if i what if i don't have i don't know what if i don't know my dad enough or something that is so painful yeah um so that was that's what it's really about that's to me. That's good because it's, yeah, <laughs> it's taught you the lesson to, you know... Make yeah, I think of, so. Yeah, But there is a thing between, like, sons and their dads, I think, sometimes, because especially typically males aren't as good at, like, sharing everything and, yeah. and there's a there's a, a typical thing, again, sons and dads have a... They get on, but there isn't always... There's a disconnect, which I don't really have with my dad, to be honest, but I genuinely... There's a there's a line in it where a character says, well, like, um, did you know your dad well? And he's like, oh, yeah, I knew him really, really well. Really, really, really well. And then the other guy goes, yep, I never knew my dad either. And you're like, oh, my God. It's just, like, heartbreaking. Aww. But honestly, if you went home now and watched it, you'd be like, I didn't really notice that <laughs> stuff. Yeah. But it is in there, and yeah. that's why I love it. And yeah. it's just got some really awesome, like, life quotes as well, which which are very on the borderline of being really cheesy. 
Yeah. But they are amazing. Well, next time I'm in the office, I'll have to watch Halloween yeah. and Elizabethtown. And Maybe you should come in and who, just do that. Yeah. Who, I, who I side with, yeah. Yeah. You've seen Back to the Future, right? Yes. Good. It's all right. All right. We're, We're okay. We're okay that. with yeah. Back to the Future. Do you, do you sometimes like films because they're just over the top terrible? It's sometimes, you sometimes have fun mm. watching things that are really bad. I very occasionally do. Like, I do love The Room. Yeah. Um, I love the experience of going to the cinema and throwing spoons at stuff for the room. Often not, though. Like, I've never really got... I know some people who just love, like, a really shit horror movie or something, whereas I find them a bit boring. I'm like, yeah, it's easy to be bad. I really like that thing of um, a lot of, like, 80s films, like action films. I think maybe rather than being them being bad, I think the thing I find really funny is when they're just so over the top. Yeah. Excessive, like just yeah, so that's fun, yeah. like like the heroism. You know, they'll just save an entire village yeah, just like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, and just think nothing of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was um, the original cut of RoboCop. Is oh. one of those where it's everything in it is so over the top. Like the violence is so beyond acceptable, uh, and a lot of the cuts you don't see that version because they cut out the violence. But the intention of the director was always the idea is to make it so beyond the pale because that's the satire of the film okay yeah and, and it's then always it all got cut out the, yeah and then they cut it out so like but it's too violent and by cutting it out they weirdly make it more Serious. violent yeah because <laughs> the point of the, like there's a guy that gets shot and in the theatrical version he sort of shoot and then he just then it cuts away and he's dead and then in the yeah. director's cut, he gets shot for like 25 seconds over and over and over again. And each gunshot, his whole body's sort of exploding out of his chest and stuff. And it is very, very violent, <laughs> but it's so stupid. The robot goes after him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Out, yeah. <laughs> so which version have you seen? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, when the robot gets the, the felt accidentally like a long time gets the he guy. was being shot. You've probably seen the good one. Then. But yeah, like even when they kill the guy that becomes Robocop in the director's cut, it's like they blow his whole arm off with a shotgun uh, and it's yeah. in slow motion and then they just shoot him for so long. And it is horrendous, but it is the you can see that, oh, that's a satire on violence oh, itself really, yeah. rather than let's this just try and avoid it <laughs> because then it just feels worse somehow. Um, but, right, third thing that makes you happy and then I'll let you leave me well I was just going to say on that point yeah. um something that I like a tv show that was really over the top and 80s yeah. that is very enjoy- enjoyable I find just to watch is um I think I saw it when I when I was on ho- holiday when I was little on Portuguese tv or something <laughs> yeah. uh, really badly dubbed but it's it's MacGyver have you ever watched oh, MacGyver, yeah, yeah. the American city I mean that I find hilarious yeah. it's not meant necessarily meant to be hilarious no. but Oh my god, <laughs> the things MacGyver does. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, one day he'll just refer to, oh, back when I was a Formula One driver. And yeah, have a whole yeah, episode yeah. about how he's a Formula One driver. Yeah. And then, you know, one day he Amazing. works for this mysterious corporation that it never explains exactly what the corporation is or what it does. He just seems to do random acts of heroism, you know, Love stop it. terrorist attacks. Or, yeah, yeah. Well, one, day, one, one week he saved the black rhino for, from extinction. And oh, it was I wish just. <laughs> I wish that had been real. That'd have been nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> Weird. But um, I think the best episode was one, he had a nemesis. Yeah. A nemesis um, called Murdoch, 
who yeah. was also a master of disguise, which will be of interest to you as someone who likes masks, because yes. he'd have yeah, yeah. more and more ma- masks that made him look more and more like Murdoch, basically. Okay. He, yeah, um, yeah. I think in the first episode, he dressed up as like an old lady, but he was quite clearly still Murdoch. Yeah. But in this one, he, he basically, he dressed up as a disabled French um, musical theatre director slash writer. Yeah. And he'd Risky. <laughs> written, <laughs> he'd written a full-length musical about the life of Cleopatra oh, wow. and staged it in MacGyver's hometown and cast MacGyver's friend into it in order to get <laughs> MacGyver along to the theatre and have like an opening night type accident and kill okay. MacGyver. Oh, and it's just God. like <laughs> the most convoluted That's plan so you mad. could imagine. But it's just That feels like amazing. some weird 80s nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, a plot would never be that... It's just Surreal, the gift it, that keeps on giving, I think. You just um Wow. That show. I think I've probably seen two episodes of that my whole life. I'm I've missing out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've sent you over some good ones. But um I think that's <laughs> that's why I, I also really like um Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Oh yeah. Comedy. yeah I felt I yeah. felt that really tapped into a lot of that ridiculousness of MacGyver just so beautifully. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. But I can enjoy it even just straight, just watching yeah, MacGyver. Yeah. MacGyver, right? All right, next time you're coming in. Absolutely mad. Halloween. Halloween. Three episodes of MacGyver. Yep. Elizabeth's Town. Yeah. Home in Time for Tea. Great. And none of us have to do any work. We'll just have a little movie day. When we get our new movie theatre set up. Oh, yeah. 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 Fantastic. Movie theatre theatre office. I will leave you with a thought. Okay. From one of my favourite books and probably the biggest single inspiration to explore happiness on this podcast, which is yeah. the book Happy by Darren Brown. Oh. Uh, and it was also in his stage show. Uh, I'm, think I'm writing it, it was... down on my prep notes. Oh, it's great. Um, I think it was in the stage show, maybe, in, not in, I can't remember which one it was. One of the, the, I think the most recent live tour that he did. And it was so, so great. I loved it. The whole show, the whole book is incredible as well. And um, he said that you very rarely would, if you were listening to some music, you wouldn't skip forward to the end of the music to hear how it finishes. Mm. And when you liken that to our life, so often we're thinking about where we get to, where what the goal is and how we get there. And it's all about the end game. It's yeah. like what's going to happen on at the end will I have achieved all these things that I wanted to... Will I buy everything I wanted to buy? Yeah. And that maybe life is a piece of music and we should be dancing, which I think is the nicest thing. And I think uh, with that in mind, hold that clear, close to you. Yeah. And when all the worries are creeping in... Try and remember. Try and remember to dance to the music. Thank you. I and watch Elizabeth Town. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you very much for joining us in the podcast arena. It's Thank you been for delightful. Me. Sorry that I interrupted you from doing your work. No, I mean, I, I hope, hopefully I'm not in trouble, but Done you know. I'll <laughs> I take the blame. Yeah. But I, people around here tend to feel like, oh, where, where have they gone? Oh, they're probably doing a podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. That's, that's what happens. That again. I sliver out of my chair. Bye. <laughs> Bye.